Hello friends, this is the Daily Edify with Jeff Lane, a place to get spiritually grounded and into alignment with the flow of love each weekday morning. In each episode, we'll focus on a spiritual practice, a poem, a book, a sacred text, something that can empower us to be more fully alive to the gift that is the day before us. Thank you for listening. Today's episode is about a fascinating recent book by Ed Young, the Pulitzer Prize winning writer at The Atlantic, uh, who also did a lot of coverage on the pandemic uh, for a couple years. But he wrote this book last year, which he started before the pandemic, I'm told, and researched uh, throughout it. Uh, But the book's titled Immense World, How Animal Senses Reveal the Hidden Realms All Around Us. And it's this um, really insightful, interesting account of how we all have a, a sensory bubble, uh, in any mammal, humans included, where we sort of get tricked into thinking that we can perceive all there is to perceive in our environment. But in fact, we only, each of us, can perceive a sliver of that immense world. Uh, and so in the book, he, he talks about how, you know, we as human beings, of course, can can sense uh, or perceive a, a range of color from you know violet to, to red. We can uh, hear particular sounds within this decibel range. Um, but there's so many things in our environment that, that we cannot perceive. Electromagnetic um, pulses, for example, or ultraviolet light, um, certain ranges of sound uh, that, that whales can hear, that dogs can hear, uh, certain smells that we just cannot perceive. He writes in the introduction, uh, we cannot sense the faint electrical fields that sharks and platypuses can. We are not privy to the magnetic fields that robins and sea turtles detect. We can't trace the invisible trail of a swimming fish the way a seal can. We can't feel the air currents created by a buzzing fly the way a wandering spider does. Our ears cannot hear the ultrasonic calls of whales. Our eyes cannot see the infrared radiation that rattlesnakes detect or the ultraviolet light that the birds and the bees can sense. Young uses the the word umwelt, which is a a German word that that means something like environment, but he, he uses this word throughout to capture this notion of a of a sensory bubble, that we all have, you know, specific parts of the world that we can sense and experience and certain parts that we cannot. He talks about the the umwelt then as is all that we know and the issue is we easily mistake it for all there is to know. It, when in fact each of us, each species is is constrained in some ways and and liberated in others and for that reason, that the book then is is really a telling of all the fascinating ways in which uh, other animals are able to sense stuff in our environment that that we cannot. He talks about his own dog uh, and how he perceives the world primarily through smell um, and can hear a lot of sounds that you know Ed himself cannot hear. As I've read part of this book, I haven't quite finished it yet, um, I'm finding it to be so humbling uh, to, to acknowledge the fact we, we aren't experiencing all there is to experience, but only have a sliver of reality. It's, it's a humbling thing, and it's a really clarifying thing, right? Uh, when we're going through something, uh, we see it, of course, from our perspective, from our vantage point. Someone else might see the same situation and have a very different view uh, on it than we do. 
and how might we have compassion toward toward the other or because of some history of trauma or some history in a particular relationship or place of work or neighborhood such that that very much impacts the what they're perceiving what they're feeling in that moment this idea that we have you know five distinct senses eyesight hearing taste touch smell I think goes all the way back to Aristotle, who first articulated it. Yet, you know, neuroscientists today are increasingly discovering, you know, much more senses. Some argue we have 22 senses as human beings, some as many as 33. Um, And there's all sorts of uh, technical terms for these senses, but just some simple ones, uh, like our our sense of of balance, you know, that we're able to sort of move through the world uh, when our body's working correctly, we're able to move through the world and, and, and balance ourselves. Uh, another sense of being able to sense a temperature, you know, whether it's, is it too cold? Is it too hot uh, for what my body needs? Um, and there's lots more, of course. But uh, this book, friends, for me, has been both humbling and clarifying in that it's, it's reminding me uh, of the beauty and wonder of the world and all the things we have yet to discover and reminds me too of the unique role human beings play, but not the only role, you know, that we're one small piece of a much wider cosmic puzzle. I would use the language of God's, God's creation, uh, you know, it's wonder and diversity, and that we, we only have one sliver of reality, uh, are perceiving one slice of this cosmic pie, uh, and there's so much more uh, that our fellow creatures can also experience. And so how to pay attention. Uh, maybe you have a dog, maybe you have a cat, um, but of course there's many other ways to pay attention to the way other creatures are experiencing the world. In the season of Lent that we're in the midst of right now in the Christian liturgical calendar, you know, it's a traditional time of, of repentance, of fasting, of prayer, of taking stock, you know, for these 40 days six, seven weeks uh, minus Sundays, looking at our lives, looking at our personal lives, looking at our communal lives, looking at our life in creation. And for me, it's been refreshing to, to be reading this book during Lent and noticing just how immense, amazing, big, the world is, and just how fragile, too, it is. And, and the call uh, f- for Christians, for Jews, as we read Genesis 1 and 2, you know, the call is to be stewards of creation, um, not exploiters, but stewards of those who would nurture the flourishing of all aspects of creation so they can remain in a relationship of, of shalom. It's a tall order in these days, friends, of, of climate change, in these days of a lot of tumultuous news. Um, but for me, it's helped me stay centered uh, on this sliver of reality that I can perceive and what can I do with that? And how can I stand in awe uh, of all that there is in my environment that I cannot perceive and that other people might be able to? So how it keeps me humble, how it keeps me clear, and how it just keeps me in awe of, of the immense world in which we're so gifted to live. As that line in Hamilton, uh, the musical goes, look around, look around at how lucky we are to be alive right now. Peace to you, friends. If today's podcast has blessed you, provided a tinge of clarity or some nourishment for your spiritual journey, please share it with a friend. 
so that we can create a more inclusive community? Or do you have any feedback for me, any show ideas, something that was particularly helpful or something that could have been better? Please send me an email at thedailyedified at gmail.com. That's in the show notes as well. I'd love to hear from you. Also, please consider rating and reviewing The Daily Edify wherever you get your podcasts. Friends, you are loved and never alone.